like to submit a story, topic, or have any other inquiries, please email submit at skibanewsnation.com. Also, you can email Jeremiah Skiba personally at jeremiah at skibanewsnation.com. Also, email Jake personally at jake at skibanewsnation.com. If you want to write us a letter, send us something, help support us, or just say hi, please send your letter to Jeremiah Skiba, P.O. Box 560-271, The Colony, Texas 75056. If you write us a letter, I'll do my best to write you back. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, subscribe, and click that notification bell so you never miss an episode of Skiba News Nation. If you want to help support us, please consider becoming a Patreon, where you will get exclusive content, shoutouts, and much more. And you can also support our channel by getting yourself some new Skiba News Nation merch. Thank you for coming on this journey with us as we continue to stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Skiba News Nation. Also, you can listen to Skiba News Nation podcasts on your favorite podcast platform. I want to know what the truth is. And I hope that people, my son, anybody, if my name comes up, whether you like me, whether you agree with me or not, at least you could respect the fact that he's on a quest for truth. He's on a quest for truth. Welcome to Skiba News Nation. Bringing you unfiltered views, news, interviews, discussions, and more. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Skiba, award-winning musician and son of Rob Skiba. Hey Skiba News Nation family, welcome to episode 72 of Skiba News Nation, your weekly source of the latest news, controversial topics, conspiracies, forgotten history, and so much more. I'm your host, Jeremiah Skiba. Now before we dive in, first I want to say thank you to Laura for sending me this really cool The Earth is Flat t-shirt. I wore this when we met Eddie Bravo and he loved it, so I just wanted to let you know that if you want a shirt like this, you can get it on Etsy at Lavender Blues Market. That's their channel name. Now I want to share this video that my beautiful girlfriend, Lindsay, sent me uh, from her school that she teaches at. And let's just play this clip. Now what do those look like to you? Looks like chemtrails. Yep. So much so that the parents that were working their kids into school we're taking photos of these chemtrails, these rich people. I can't say where they're from for safety reasons. But yeah, isn't that crazy? So uh, now as always, I'd like to introduce my great and insightful co-host. We're filming at different times, but my great and insightful co-host, Mr. Jake Grant. Welcome, Jake. Hey, what's up, everybody? I am here in Louisville. We just visited my brother uh, yesterday. He was at the hospital. So I wanted to thank everybody for saying some prayers. They got him off the ventilator, uh, but he's not out of the woods. They haven't figured out really what's causing his seizures. And I wanted to thank everybody who on my Facebook page was posting all types of 
solutions and, and cures and diets and stuff to treat uh, medicine-resistant epilepsy. And so just uh, wanted to give you guys a little update. Now let's dive right into some current news. Um, this week we have uh, some interesting stuff that has come around. Uh, after that big flat earth debate that Jeremiah and I covered earlier this week. Uh, so really interesting to kind of see the aftermath of that. And I wanted to postulate that it is interesting to me the significance of the flat earth movement and how uh, 2018, 2019, when people were first starting to realize that you could question the men in white lab coats and, and that appeal to authority that comes along with NASA and trusting uh, government space agencies and such, uh, translated to a healthy distrust in men in white lab coats of another sense during the medical kind of deception that happened since 2020, 2021. And so there's a, a really interesting connection there because if you look at it from the perspective of those who might be deceived by certain kind of agendas, then if you have already subconsciously uh, made that appeal to authority when it comes to space programs and, and NASA and, and scientists in white lab coats, when it comes to a topic that doesn't necessarily directly affect you and your life today, such as what they tell us about the space programs and cosmology and gravity and such, uh, then if you've already bowed in a certain fashion to that mindset, subconsciously you've already been groomed and prepared for the next iteration of men in white lab coats telling you you must believe and obey and do something, uh, which was the medical deception that happened over the past few years. And, uh, and of all the medical professions, right, I've heard it more said that doctors have the God complex than any other, right? And so whenever we talk about this uh, kind of preemptive grooming that happened to the populace of the world when it comes to space programs and and scientism, right? It has prepared us to be more willing to bow to the appeal of authority that comes from uh, these men in white lab coats pushing medical experiments because we've already started the process in uh, kind of removing our personal responsibility to question the things that were taught in a classroom regarding cosmology. And those guys are wearing the same outfit as the guys pushing the, you know, the stuff that they want to experiment on you with. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. Here's a funny meme. Uh, everyone watching, the best that I can do is turn Dean Odell's mic off, kick him out of my church, and remove the debate off my page. And so, you know, the reason I'm talking about this starting off our news segment is because it is big news that a megachurch pastor would debate cosmology, uh, you know, on his platform. Now, they've since removed the debate. It is available in many places. We covered a good two hours of it. We didn't show the full event. It was just two, four hours of discussion and, and sophisting. You know, I just can't sit through the whole thing. But I did want to share this uh, recording from after the debate of uh, Dave Weiss uh, interviewing with uh, Jaronism uh, Trey Smith, who is a, a great, prolific conspiracy video maker and documentary maker. Um, and uh, some of the things that they talk about uh, is really interesting. It's a great after the event 
clip, and I wanted to share it with you guys in case you had caught the debate and you missed this. But is yeah, let me talk to Trey. Um, where's Trey? And, and yeah. MC Two was really there. There he is. Hold on. Oh yeah, did, did, I said get a picture. Yeah, I thought it maybe you photoshopped oh, oh, I it. To tell you here. Here's Trey Smith. This hey, is Jerry. Trey, man, I love your stuff, man. I've been watching your stuff on dinosaurs for a long time. Really good stuff. Well. Thank you very much, man. Either thank you very much or I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> no, it's good stuff. I mean, I've, I've been trying to tell well, people for the longest time uh, what's going on there. Quite a, um, uh, this was quite a, quite a thing tonight. So Darren is, went back to the ball after this. He's a baller now. Well, I tell you, um, so, <laughs> so we're here. Um, uh, I, t- I, t- I tell you, this was pretty, uh, pretty intense what went down tonight. So did seem intense. Trey, are you, are you flat earth? Oh. Uh, the, well, I'm still looking at it. Okay. So, uh, come on my show. We'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell, I tell you why. I tell you why. Um, I, uh, you, you know, here's what I think guys is that we've got, so, uh, you know, I, you know, you know, this was actually just a really fun event to watch. And, <laughs> uh, and I really recommend it. You know, Dave's got a big smile on his face. So, um, uh, this, there was a debate tonight between Dean Odell and Greg Locke at Greg Locke's church. And um, and I really recommend people just go watch the hat and enjoy they it. They called the cops on us, too. They, the cops came to what? everybody. Yeah, he called the cops. The what guys, did, they, what was the security? I, I videoed it. Like, the security surrounded the stage, you know, in, like, bulletproof vests. Oh, my goodness. And then, then, the, then they called the cops, like, Four cop cars came and they, they kicked us all out. Who was there that, uh, why, why was Greg saying at the beginning that there was people there protesting or something outside? I didn't see that. Um, he said somebody didn't, well, the, didn't want them to be there or something. Well, the event was, the event was packed and it, and it's, and it started pretty well. And, um, um, I, you know, I just, um, I, there, you, you know, um, so, my, um, well, I'll tell you this. Why don't you just go watch the actual debate? Okay, we'll do that. Yeah. We watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I know, but uh, <laughs> it's so, um, so he's t- I, he's I, telling I, anybody I, that's thinking about watching it. He's just saying go watch it. It's a good good yeah, discussion. Yeah. All right, so there you have it from the mouth of uh, Trey Smith. We'd love to have Trey on the show sometime. Uh, it would be really great to uh, get to connect with Trey. Uh, he's investigating this topic as well. And as he suggested, if you haven't yet go check out the debate, it really is, uh, an interesting fun event to watch. Uh, crazy that they had the cops called on of them. It's one of the reasons I wanted to show this clip because from the mouth of Dave Weiss, uh, the cops showed up and had to usher everyone off. Uh, but really the topic is a really interesting one because, uh, if there's a cyclical pattern happening where, um, if the most high allowed the flat earth movement to happen in the you know years of 2017, 2018, 2019, it kind of prepared people to be skeptical of established science uh, when it came to the medical deception that happened just a few years later. And so I wonder if this is not a resurgence of the conspiracy topic of flat earth, perhaps it, uh, you know spreading around the Christian community. That's once again getting people to garner a healthy distrust in established "quote unquote" science. In, in you know, in the off chance that this is the most high preparing the world for another wave of pseudoscience pushing medical experiments. So that's one of the reasons I found it so interesting. 
here's a, a significant uh, meme I saw posted. People, even many Christians, say, what does it matter if the world is flat or round? What does it matter? The heliocentric model is the foundation for atheism, the Big Bang, evolution, and atheists hate flat earth because it proves there is a creator. Heliocentrism promotes a random, meaningless, purposeless, accidental universe, and the Bible teaches that the flat earth cosmology, with over 200 Bible verses, back it up. And uh, one of the interesting things during the debate we saw is that uh, the Pastor Greg Locke was debating the consistency of verses on that famous 200 plus verses meme that was put out by Nathan Roberts. And even Dean Odell admitted he disagreed with some of the verses that were chosen on that list, but it doesn't discount the fact that this was the cosmology of the ancients. Uh, and the scripture does have numerous, numerous verses that do support the ideology of uh, closed uh, geocentric flat non-rotating you know, earth. And so this is a, a very significant kind of element to understanding, you know, the Christian side of flat earth and how the Bible verifies it. But uh, for those of you who are kind of on the edge and you're very skeptical on this topic, I highly want to recommend this video right here put out by Rob Ski, but I'm not going to show the whole video, but just wanted to reference it because uh, a list that Dean showed during his segment of presentation on the debate we covered earlier this week, you can check out on our live stream tab of the uh, Skiba News Nation channel, is uh, Debunking Flat Earth 101. And uh, I think you guys will highly enjoy it if you've never seen it or if you're skeptical on this whole flat earth topic. So uh, let me show you. Okay, so here's the video right here. Uh, it's Debunking Flat Earth 101. You can check it out over on Rob Skiba's YouTube channel. Um, it's dedicated to those who wish to debunk Flat Earth, and there's at least 12 things you need to know before going into such an endeavor. Um, so it's a, a really great video. It's about an hour long. If this whole topic uh, and us covering the debate between Greg Locke and Dean Odell has sparked your interest, uh, there's no better place to start, in my opinion, than going and checking out some of Rob's content and his presentations. Uh, and you should start with this one, in my opinion, debunking. Flat Earth 101. So here's a picture for you. Uh, same brainwashing, different generation. Uh, we have uh, a picture of the moon landings and then, of course, fake X, right? You know it's real because of how fake it looks, according to Elon Musk. Well, uh, after recent rocket failures, uh, we have Elon Musk going into a nihilist kind of spiral. We are microbes on a dust moat in a vast emptiness overwhelmed by dominated, overwhelmingly dominated by the sun. Uh, so uh, somebody commented, homeboy upset his rockets, can't get him back to the moon. And uh, I thought that was funny because really, if you think of the, uh, the logical worldview, uh, once you accept the globular heliocentric model and how we're just uh, you know, evolved rock dust, uh, it really, you enter into kind of a nihilistic view of reality and, and, uh, it's really depressing when you think of if, if we're just this lonely, you know, beings on this rock hurling through space in infinite void, right? 
And yet, you know, what we see presented with biblical cosmology and flat earth is that the creator is much closer and reality has much more of a significance and per uh, and um, and purpose than what we've been taught in this classroom. Here's some interesting news. The British Army considers lifting 300-plus-year ban on beards to attract recruits. Uh, this is funny as it goes hand-in-hand hand with our report from last week how the United States is having uh, these Army recruitment videos that uh, depict straight white men joining the military and also the recent ban uh, lift on men who had rejected the medical experiment being welcomed back who were previously dishonorably discharged for refusing the medical experiment of the past two years that may not be named. So uh, very interesting signs of the times of them uh, really filling up the, the army with manly men who are willing to fight. Here's a post by Owen Benjamin. You know, of course, I'm not going to say the language in case therein, but it makes a good point. I think two things can be true at the same time. Foreign entities that want to embarrass America can release information to embarrass and divide. America and the, that is also true. It's embarrassing and dividing liars from people wondering what they were going to tell us, the greatest lie, right, the moon landing, and the worst thing that ever happened, the uh, I can't say that word on YouTube, hammered into our heads, our whole lives is retarded, and our money isn't actually backed by gold, and they intentionally are trying to make kids dumb, gay, and suicidal in tax-funded schools. Uh, so, you know, hammering a, a few points there, uh, Big Bear. Um, uh, so I, just, I thought that was an interesting uh, little post. We've heard over the past year this push for 15-minute cities. Well, I thought this meme was very poignant in describing how it actually works. You have a 20-minute city, you know, somebody with a nice little house there. You have a 10-minute city, a very close-packed neighborhood kind of uh, suburbia thing. You have a 5-minute city, which is very densely populated apartment buildings. And then you have a 1-minute city, which is basically a jail cell. And uh, just systems of control and, and the ridiculousness of them trying to implement these 15-minute cities to save the environment. And all it looks like is them, uh, you know, creating bounds for the working-class slaves that we have today. In regards to the Israeli-Palestinian uh, conflict, uh, both sides need Christ. Well, I thought this was a great uh, meme here from Celebrate Truth. You know, this premise that with all this fighting, with all this war, we have to understand the importance of, you know, understanding these people are people too on either side. Uh, but this conflict would never have erupted if, if people were believers, if, if they loved the Almighty and their leaders weren't leading them to genocide and death and weren't leading them to war. And so regardless of, you know, the... It, propaganda, pro-Palestinian propaganda, and the the pro-Israeli side, the concept is that both sides need the Messiah, um, and that's something we can't forget. Uh, so don't be blinded by the divisive nature of the recent war in the Middle East uh, concept that's being pushed on mainstream media, because we have to really remember, you know, what's most important, and this is ultimately true. Both sides do need Christ.
Here's a funny picture. I consented to the illusion of choice. It looks like an I voted sticker, right? Well, I thought this would be interesting for you guys to hear. Rules adopted by the Democratic National Committee in 2022 leave the DNC as the sole authority to appoint a presidential nominee where that nominee to resign after the August 2024 convention. No vote or primary is needed. Now here's what it says. Filling a vacancy on the national ticket in the event of death, resignation, or disability of a nominee of the party for president or vice president after the adjournment of the national convention. The national chairperson of the Democratic National Committee shall confer with the Democratic leadership of the United States Congress and the Democratic Governors Association and shall report to the Democratic National Committee, which is authorized to fill the vacancy or vacancies. Very interesting. So what does this mean with this coming 2024 election cycle? Well, uh, the best part, we'll be watching all the DNC NPC accounts on X seamlessly shift from Biden is the best thing to ever happen to America to Biden destroyed America within one second of the announcement. And uh, how is this related? That at the DNC in Chicago next August, they're giving the nomination to Joe Biden. Then shortly after the DNC is over in Chicago for health reasons, Biden will resign the nomination. Not the presidency, the nomination, uh, which allows them to put whatever candidate they want. So it's an interesting possible way that this coming election cycle plays out and they can thumb right in uh, without having to have a nominee go through uh, the uh, primary elections. So what's up? It's the V Street boys, y'all in the house, V Street, V Street all in the house. Um, here's a, uh, a post I can't actually read out loud, but hopefully you guys can see what this is getting out. Um, whenever you see the headlines and the correlation with what's being posted now in November, 2023, and what was being pushed, uh, in 2021, uh, and the medical experiment, it's, it really does make you want to look like this guy, you know, the world is crazy, right? So let me get this straight. The UN, the WEF, the WHO is once again calling for lockdowns around the world due to another pandemic. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to say the word. It's a pandemic. No, I'm saying it wrong purposely. Uh, that oddly mirrors the exact same one from four years ago, all of which Billy Gates accurately predicted while claiming these V's are due to climate change. Sure, right. The UN is a useless joke. Um, so, it, it, you know, just more interesting things being pushed by the unquestionable, uh, you know, who you can't criticize, right? Um, well, here's a interesting video next, which is the truth about hip-hop and how the CIA has used the hip-hop industry to fuel and funnel people into the prison systems. Check this out. All right, this post says, uh, developing, I'm not the only person who admitted that hip-hop was infiltrated by the CIA with the approval of Democrats. The black community has been a tool for the private prison systems that liberal politicians and liberal music executives benefit from. If you take away the history and culture from black Americans and replace it with the propaganda from the CIA, 
you will have the problems that we are witnessing in the black community. So check out this clip, which really is revealing about the truth about hip-hop. Picked it in hip-hop music? What if I told you that some of the biggest music companies are in cahoots with private prison owners? And that the rap music we listen to is not only meant to entertain, but to verbally and visually support criminal behaviors that funnel disenfranchised people into these private prisons. Lastly, what if I told you I have proof? In 2012, Core Civic, formerly known as Corrections Corporation of America, the biggest name in the private prison industry, contacted 48 states offering to buy their prisons. One requirement of eligibility for the deal was particularly strange an assurance by the agency partner that the agency has sufficient inmate population to maintain a minimum 90% occupancy rate over the term of the contract. Wait, dragon? What? What kind of legal and ethical measures could be taken to ensure the maintenance of a 90% prison occupancy rate? Now let's work together to connect these things because I'm sure you're a smart person. It won't be long. Let's do the work. In 2012, a mere 232 media executives were responsible for the intake of 277 million Americans controlling all avenues necessary to manufacture any celebrity and spark any trend. Time Warner, as the owner of Warner Brothers Records, can not only sign an artist, but since they're also owners of Entertainment Weekly, they can also put an artist on the cover by next week. You think you choose what you listen to, but do you? Both BET and MTV belong to Viacom. Okay, okay, now, I know that's not news to some, but... When the use of these media conglomerates is cross-checked with ownership of the biggest names in prison privatization, it's starting to get a little fishy. The largest holder in Core Civic, formerly Corrections Corp of America, is Vanguard Group Incorporated. Vanguard is the number one largest holder in both Viacom and Time Warner. Vanguard is also the largest holder in the GEO Group, the second largest owner of private prisons in the U.S., the overlap in private prison slash mass media ownership is disturbing. Let's make this clear. The people who own the media are the same people who own private prisons. The exact same people. They make money from getting so-and-so from the hood to glorify the life they live. And they don't care about the impact it has on others because money is the motive. Then when the music influences others in criminal behavior, they make money from all the impressionable low-income people of color that are expected to go inside their private prisons. A music industry executive who was present at that first meeting between CIA, private prison, and music industry executives has written a confessional letter detailing exactly what went down on that fateful day. Take a look at this. A secret meeting that changed rap music and destroyed a generation. Damn. So she says, hello. <clears throat> After more than 20 years... I finally decided to tell the world what I witnessed in 1991, which I believe was one of the biggest turning points in popular music. And ultimately, American society. I have struggled for a long time weighing the pros and cons of making my story public as I was reluctant to implicate the, the individuals who were present that day. Mm. So I've simply decided to leave out the names and all the details that may risk my personal well-being, and that of those who were, like me, dragged into something they weren't ready for. <clears throat> Damn. Hold on, let me, uh... So we're going to tell a story. We're going to tell a story. We ain't scared. You know what I'm saying? What they going to do? They after us, not explain. <laughs> <laughs> look, black man. So look, so he says, between late, 
between the late 80s and early 90s, I was what you may call a decision maker with one of the more established companies in the music industry. I came to Europe in the early 80s and quickly established myself in the business. The industry was different back then. Since technology and media weren't accessible to people like that, like they are today, the industry had more control over the public and had the means to influence them any way it wanted. Right. This may explain why in early 1991, I was invited to attend a closed-door meeting with a small group of business with business insiders to discuss rap music's new direction. Hmm. Rap music's new direction. Yeah. Little did I know we would be asked to participate in one of the most unethical and destructive business practices ever seen. Crazy. So, so, so this was the meeting. The meeting was held at a private residence on the outskirts of Los Angeles. I remember about 25 to 30 people were, were, were being there. Right. Most of them familiar faces. Speaking of those I knew, we joked about the theme of the meeting, as many of us did not care for rap and failed to see the purpose of being invited to a private meeting to the get, to to discuss the future of hip hop. Talk to them. Among the attendees was a small group of unfamiliar faces who stayed to themselves and made no attempt to socialize beyond their circle. Based on their behavior and formal appearances, they didn't seem to be from our industry. Our casual, our casual chatter was interrupted when we were asked to sign the confidentiality agreement preventing us from publicly discussing the information presented during the meeting. Hmm. Needless to say, this intrigued, in some cases, disturbed many of us. The agreement was only a page long, but very clear on matters and consequences which stated that violating the terms will result in job termination immediately. We asked several people what this meeting was about and the reason for such secrecy, but could not find anyone who had the answers for us. A few people re refused to sign and walked out. Nobody stopped them. I was tempted to follow, but, cu but curiosity got the best of me. That's right. A man who was part of the unfamiliar group collected all the agreements from us. So now it's going to get to the good part because the meeting about to start. Talk to him, Jake. <clears throat> it says, quickly after the meeting began, hold on one second. Get your popcorn, y'all. Popcorn, get your pistol. No, sweat. For real, um, though. <laughs> quickly after this meeting began, one of the industry colleagues who shall remain nameless like everybody else thanked us for attending. He then gave the floor to a man who only introduced himself by first name and gave no other details about his personal background. Mm. I think he was the owner of the residence, but that was never confirmed. He briefly praised all of us for the success we had achieved in our industries and congratulated us for being selected as a part as part of this small group of decision makers. At this point, I began to feel slightly uncomfortable in the strangeness of this gathering. The subject quickly changed as the speaker went on to tell us that the respective companies we represented had invested in a very profitable industry, which could become even more rewarding with our active involvement. Damn. He explained that the companies we worked for had invested millions into millions into the building of privately owned prisons and that our positions of influence in the music industry would actually impact the profitability of these investments. Hmm. Then he says, I remember many of us in the group immediately looking at each other 
in awe in confusion. At the same time, I didn't know what a private prison was, but I wasn't the only one. Sure enough, someone asked this, someone asked what these prisons were and what any of this had to do with music. <clears throat> we were told that these prisons were built by privately owned companies who received funding from the government based on the number of inmates. Mm -hmm. The more inmates, the more the government would pay these prisons. Mm -hmm. It was also made clear to us that since these prisons are privately owned, as they become publicly traded, we'd be able to buy shares. Most of us were taken back by this. Again, a couple of people asked what this had to do with us. At this point, my industry colleague who had first opened the meeting took the floor again and answered our questions. He told us that since our employees had become solid investors in this prison business, it was now in their interest to make sure that these prisons remain filled. Our job would be to help make this happen by making music which promote criminal behavior, mm. rap being the music of choice. Mm. He assured us that this would be a great situation for us because rap music was becoming an increasingly profitable market for our companies. And as employees, we'd also be able to buy stocks in these prisons. Immediately, silence came over the room. You could have heard a pin drop. Hmm. I remember looking around to make sure I wasn't dreaming and saw half of the people with dropped jaws. My days was interrupted when someone shouted, is this a fucking joke? At this point, things became chaotic. Right. Two of the men who were part of the unfamiliar group grabbed the man who shouted and, and attempted to remove him from the house. A few of us, myself included, tried to intervene. One of them pulled out a gun, put out a gun, and we all backed off. They separated us from the crowd, and all four of us was escorted outside. My industry colleague who opened up the meeting earlier hurried out to meet us and reminded us that we had signed an agreement and would suffer the consequences of speaking out about this publicly or even those who attended the meeting. Damn. I asked him, why was he involved with something so corrupt? And he replied, it's bigger than the music business and nothing we can do. And, oh, no, no, no. It's bigger than the music business and nothing we want to challenge without risking consequences. We all protested as the as they walked, as we walked back into the house. I remember word for word the last thing he said, "It's out of my hands now. Just remember, you signed an agreement." He then closed the door behind him. The men rushed us to our car and actually waited until we drove off the property. Damn. So. So uh, this meeting, bro. Now that's a lot for a meeting right there. Oh yeah. Definitely. You know, and this person later on, he said, you know, this person actually ended up leaving the music industry after this happened. Well, a, f a few years after this, he ended up leaving the music industry. Okay. And um, he'd say he just like, you know, over the years, he just he just felt guilty because he said as he sat back and he watched these plans come into play, come to a reality. Over two decades. He sat back and was like, wow, they really pulled it off. Yeah. They really pulled this off. He was like, they were told not to sign any more political rappers, any any more rappers that had messes in their no music. No positivity. It was all to be gangster rap music that they promoted 
and 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 put out. So if you wonder where Brand Nubians went, us. if you wonder where Brand Nubians went, where Pro Righteous Teachers went, where Public Enemy went, where KRS One went, and all sorts of groups like that that was talking, yeah. about, even Queen Latifah and Moni Love and those, you know, everybody. What I'm saying? It, it, yeah. it, it's a back door. Yeah, anything that was harmless, fun rap, you know, anything that had a message in it had to go. Yeah, that's you why if you even notice though, not even, we talk about that all the time. Even be brief with it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, those charms that came out like maybe 1988, 89, the African mm. charms, those, those, they for about two years and they disappear real quick, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, definitely, Quickly. definitely. Now, after reading all this, you know, it actually made me feel a few different ways. The first emotion I felt was shocked because I was definitely taken back by this, just knowing the level of evil that's involved by even even thinking of a plan like this. You know right. what I'm saying? The second emotion I felt was anger. Anger because it's not enough for them to exploit our culture and make all the money off of it. Mm -hmm. Because let's keep it real. The industry has never been favorable towards the artists. Never. never. But they're going to go beyond the artists to get the artist to influence and lure in the consumer, which they knew at the time were mainly minorities. Yep. In other words, keep promoting gangster rap so that the youngsters will be influenced by them, which in turn will incite them to want to act like them. And it's very, and it's a very good chance they'll end up in their prison. Yeah. So they're getting paid twice. They're getting paid from the artists they sign in, and then they're getting paid from the, from the, the people that these artists influence that goes to prison trying to be like these artists. Yeah. So they 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 making a killing. A killing. They're using the music business to promote their private prison business. Uh, it, it, my man is right right there talking that right. 1988, a man named Tom Beasley, man. That's the co-founder of the uh the uh, the um the, uh, the 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 corrections the corrections for California the corrections for Corporation of America that's the CCA you know what I'm saying excuse my French I'm reading this thing right there real quick it's the CCA so in 1988 he founded that and this this is in uh, straight straight uh, concert with the same thing so it's like the music business you do what you do on your side and right. over here with the correction <laughs> facilities we're gonna do on this side because and now in 1970 there was 500 prisons. You know what I'm saying? Only 500 prisons in the United States. D to this day, there's 1,700 prisons right now. Mm. That means big business. I'm talking about that. Then flip it over. You know what I'm saying? If, if flip it over is a word. Yeah. Because they're making a lot of money off of these things per inmate. You know what I'm saying? So getting with this, with the same thing of the of the music, it all it all went hand in hand. And we just, end up, we just partying at the same time. So us as the artists is the tool they use. Yeah. The music is the bait. Yep. And the young consumers are the prey. It's a cold game. Cold game, bro. Cold you know what game. I'm All right, so there you go. It's a cold game, and I think the agenda and the way that media is used. Uh, this example is just a microcosm of what can be used in a lot of other realms uh, to further agendas and put more money into the pockets of those who wish to have power and control and wealth. All right. So, uh, and of course we saw a great example of that with the past few years, how mainstream media and a lot of spokespersons for the, uh, WHO and the medical experiment that was being pushed on the masses, uh, kind of justified a cyclical pattern where if they can give you something to make you a lifelong patient, then you go and buy their pharmacia. 
and, and you know you can see how it's a cyclical pattern. That's why I wanted to share that video, uh, breaking down that testimonial of rap executives kind of plotting to funnel people into the prison systems because it's operating in, in very much the same fashion in this different example uh, in a comparative fashion uh, with what we saw over the past few years. But here's a uh, uh, it, but here's another quick video. This came out in June 2023, and we've covered the directed energy weapons and the topic of what happened in uh, Hawaii uh, with the wildfires there. Uh, we've also covered this during the wildfires that were happening in California. But uh, here's a testimonial of somebody who believes that Antarctica and the research stations there are being used for more than meets the eye. of the treaty so I'm very happy I'm very happy that you're giving me this attention and this information attention because it needs to get out to the world I will start uh, since we have to be brief I have already given all pertinent information and supporting documentation to the Senate Intelligence Committee and arrow they informed me that all of my information will be recorded for public record and shared with Congress it is that important in 2010, I was selected to go down to the South Pole Station in Antarctica for an entire year by Raytheon Polar Services as an employee of a third-party contractor for the National Science Foundation. I functioned in a dual-role capacity as a tradesman and a firefighter. My responsibilities required me to be more informed than most of my crew and offered me complete access to the facilities. What I learned from this unique experience needs to be shared with the entire world. The technology at the South Pole Station certainly can do what it is presented as its primary purposes, and unfortunately, much more. The Ice Cube Neutrino Detector is presented as a passive listening device for the purposes of the science as presented. But I'm going to skip right through the chase, folks. Uh, I have provided documentation that proves that the 5,160, what they call DOMs, that are embedded in the ice can actually transmit at 2,047 volts each. That gives us a long list of things to consider. It is effectively a multifaceted directed energy weapons platform that I will uh, list rapidly a few things that it can do. Vehicle detection. We're learning that these off-world craft, on-world craft, ours or other nations are also emitting neutrinos. So this makes the South Pole Station effectively an air traffic control station for this new level of equipment that nobody's discussing. In addition to the ability to detect neutrinos and the exotic vehicles, I provide a documentation that shows that this is also a system for faster-than-light communications. In the past, Gary McKinnon has hacked NASA, found the off-world fleet, the list of captains, and it's apparent that if we have faster-than-light vehicles moving throughout the system, we're going to need faster-than-light communications. This is that facility. Unfortunately, I have other bad news. The season that I was there, 2010 to 2011, we converted from uh, construction to operations and maintenance in both the elevated station and the detector array. Unfortunately, when they first fired it up, that was when we had the earthquakes in Christchurch, New Zealand. There was two incidental shots before they were able to target it correctly. This is an earthquake-generating device as well. This is the weapons of war that we have to deal with now and what Raytheon's hiding. There's an ELF system at the South Pole Station that when I was arrived, I was told it was off, dismantled, and completely defunct. In my work, I will rapidly just tell you, I had to figure out the circuitry for certain other repairs. 
And I found that this system is, in fact, completely energized, up and running, and being utilized with the other systems for nefarious purposes as well. The Atmospheric Research Observatory is uh, in what we call the clean air sector. I witnessed myself a very powerful green laser shooting out of the top of this facility into the cosmos. This, I believe, is a secondary form of long-range communications and or a defense system. I am not saying that we need to be scared of anything that's out there, but please understand the military-industrial complex is happy to invest all of your money in alleviating their fears. <clears throat> a question of power comes into play for all of these facilities that are present. I assure you, I knew what was going on. I knew the load demands of the facility, and all of these new items exceed the demand for the systems that I was presented I am doing due diligence and research. I believe there is either a secondary power supply there that is either nuclear that uh, was there prior to the start of the Antarctic Treaty, which prohibits such things, and or that there is some sort of exotic uh, power supply system there that just is not in the verbiage of the treaty, so it negates the responsibility to the parties involved. I think that pretty much covers it for time. If anybody, if anybody wants to find out more, I have a website where all this information is at for brevity. I'll wrap it up, but you can go to deciphering.tv. I've documented all of this stuff. All right, so very interesting to say the least. Uh, if not the global shilling and the pro-alien agenda aspect of his you know, presentation, but rather the use of these bases as directed energy weapon battery points, so to speak. And if they're shooting beams as he witnessed up into the sky, I can imagine they'd be, you know, possibly shooting into high altitude uh, weather balloon type, you know, satellites that could be then directing them to places on Earth. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how it works, but let's just say there's more to meets the eye to this whole Antarctica conspiracy uh, than, you know, people like to admit. And finally, uh, I know I'm not doing an extensive news uh, breakdown this week uh, with all the stuff happening with my brother. I didn't have a chance to prepare a, a really in-depth, long news segment. Hope some of these videos and memes were interesting to you guys. But I did want to read this post that Robbie Davidson uh, shared uh, on November 12th and some stories that I actually had missed uh, that perhaps would catch your attention if you wanted to do further research. Uh, it's a top 10 list, and it says uh, lawyers recently call for criminal charges against Dr. Anthony Fauci. Uh, Black Lives Matter leader stands behind the January 6th prisoners and endorsed Trump. A uh, new preprint study finds billions of residual DNA fragments in C-19 mnra -V trials vials. Uh Vivek Ramaswamy, Ramaswamy uh, calls Joe Biden a puppet live on national TV. Uh, demand for unveed sperm soars as birth rates continue to decline. And this goes right in hand in hand with the clip that actually got our YouTube channel struck two weeks ago, which was the clip uh, featuring a German scientist talking about how it's going to be important to know who your children procreate with in the future uh, in regards to this topic. 
Here's uh, number five. Popular natural health products become the latest victims of Trudeau's Canada. Uh, right hand in hand with seven carcinogenic and genotoxic food additives banned in Europe are commonly used in the U.S. Uh, schools start conducting sudden cardiac arrest screenings as heart attacks surge among children. I wonder what could be causing that. A Nobel Prize winning drug with anti-cancer effects is now quietly under attack. Uh, slightly reminds me of the Gershom program. Uh, and number one, uh, the EU Parliament and member states reach an agreement to induce a CCP-like control measure for Europe. Do not comply. Very interesting. Uh, so if any of those caught your attention, of course, uh, worth looking into. Um, but some stories uh, over the past month that I actually uh, had missed that he had mentioned in that list there. Very interesting. All right, so that's all the news for this week. Thank you guys for your prayers for my brother. I know it was an extensive news segment this week, but we've been traveling quite a bit. I wanted to get something out there for you guys to watch and some clips to entertain and you know spark some conversation possibly. Thank you, Jake, for another great current news as always. Uh, now I want to show you guys something really cool. It's a refraction kit that my dad made that proves that the Earth is flat from your living room. So check this ad out. Globalist guys, these these are people who believe in the globe now. They are the ones that said, "Hey, the atmosphere really is acting like a lens," and they put a lens in front of the camera to show how it works. So I'm I'm just doing what they're doing. I'm using the same logic that they're, that they're using, the same science that they're using. And uh, you know, science is all about uh, testable, observable, and repeatable data, right? So uh, to alleviate the problem of distorting the edges because the magnifying glass ring is too small and I got these plastic magnifying sheets and came up with another way of doing the same thing using the sheet right here set the city up a little cut out of the city and now I've got the big magnifying glass sheet bring the camera right up to the lens see that's the normal view of the city now let's back up again the science is the same of that of a lens here's a simple example so if you're looking at at uh, Chicago here the atmosphere really is like acting like a lens yes atmosphere really is acting like a lens and this is how much of the city is missing due to the lensing effect the magnification of the atmosphere you're missing you know a good portion of the city just by pulling my iPhone back on a three foot long desk that's how much I lost of the city and as with uh, any scientific experiment you always try to improve upon what you did before so uh, I got some foam core made a little housing for the uh, magnifying sheet and pasted the city on the back there and I made it as two separate pieces so that I could uh, flex it as necessary because I think that there are different types of atmospheric conditions that would al allow for more magnification versus less magnification just go out into a field, something like this, this nice flat field out by my apartment complex. Lower your iPhone to the ground to simulate us because we're really small on this massively large plane, right? Straight horizontal plane. Then go ahead and walk away from your camera on this flat horizontal plane. And just for the fun of it, let's go ahead and bring the city in here. And I'll try to keep my head right between those two buildings right there. And I'm going to pull the city along on this flat straight horizontal plane pulling the city pulling the city far away and just simply due to perspective lines look at what we end up with boys and girls amazing isn't it now let's bring the water line in to simulate uh, water instead of grass 
and get rid of the background there with some sky. Now let's slide our little city over here, put the big city back in, and well, just due to perspective lines, this is how much of the city magically disappeared. So based on what we've just seen here, apparently all you either need is atmospheric magnification, refraction, or perspective lines. Either one or all three can easily account for the obscuring of the lower parts of cities and ships for that matter with no need of curvature whatsoever. But uh, just as sort of a bonus round, if perspective works for ships and for cities, I guess it would work the same for the sun too. So maybe this explains sunrise and sunset on the flat earth. Works the same way, perspective. Pretending my face is the sun. There you go. It's not rocket science. You don't get to pick the anomalies that seem to agree with your views and ignore the common observations that don't and still call yourself an honest investigator. That is intellectually dishonest. I don't know about you, but every time I hear his voice, I start to get emotional and uh, I'm trying to hold myself together. But you can get yourself a Rob Skiba refraction kit. I'll leave the link down in the description and you can prove to your friends that don't believe that we live on a plane that, that the earth is actually flat. So it's about that time for an all new Opa's Corner. Take it away, Opa. The following presentation may contain Way, way, way too many cat jokes. Viewer discretion is advised. This presentation is rated CJ. Cat jokes. Parental guidance suggested. My hoot, der hat drei Ecken. Drei Ecken hat mein Hut. Und hat er nicht drei Ecken, dann ist es nicht mein Hut. Welcome to another episode of Opa's Corner. This week, let's start off with some interesting signs. Clapping is literally hitting yourself because you like something. <laughs> That's true. People write congrats because they can't spell congratulations. <laughs> That's funny. Roses are red, that much is true, but violets are purple, not freaking blue. <laughs> like that one. To err is human. To blame it on someone else shows management potential. <laughs> Boomerangs and attention deficit disorder do not mix. No, they do not. <laughs> Feeling good about yourself? Have a kid draw a picture of you. <laughs> do dogs see police dogs and think oh no it's the cops that's a good that's funny I wonder I have a pen that writes underwater it can write other words too 
I named my dog Six Miles so I can tell people I walk six miles every day. <laughs> kind of sounds like a norm joke. Honestly, my biggest fear about becoming a zombie is all the walking. <laughs> Home is where the dog hair sticks to everything but the dog. And the cat hair, for sure. Every disaster movie starts with the government ignoring a scientist. That's true. This class has gone zero days without singing, We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> Police toilet stolen. Cops have nothing to go on. <laughs> Fuel dock. Absolutely no smoking. Fire plus fuel equals kaboom! In ancient times, cats were worshipped as gods. They have not forgotten. No, they have not. Why do flamingos stand on one leg? If they pulled up the other leg, they'd fall. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a norm joke too. It amazes me how much exercise and extra fries sound alike. <laughs> when bees move into a new hive, do they have a house swarming party? <laughs> Nothing is truly lost until your mom can't find it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Laughter is the best medicine. Uh, or queso. It might be queso. <laughs> Cats can memorize 120 commands, but they don't want to. <laughs> Having cats in the house is like living with art that throws up on the carpet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Frog parking only. All others will be towed. <laughs> if your car is running, I'm voting for it. <laughs> I want to grow my own food, but I can't find bacon seeds. <laughs> what happens if you get scared half to death twice. <laughs> this is my step ladder. I never knew my real ladder. <laughs> my wife said I never listened to her or, or something like that. <laughs> I checked into the Hokey Pokey Clinic and I turned myself around. <laughs> Is there ever a day that mattresses are not on sale? That's a good point. And now for the funnies. <laughs> You're supposed to say what you're thankful for. Not why humans should be thankful for you. I like my way better. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yep, I sure do. Charlie loves me though. Historical note. For many years, until they became truly nasty, Vikings would plunder, loot, and then egg the houses of coastal villagers. <laughs> Kitty Kitchen. My mouse is quite undercooked because you spent ten bloody minutes playing with it. Sorry, chef. <laughs> What do we want? Catnip! When do we want it? Right meow! <laughs> no more laser pointers. My presence is not an invitation to pet me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I bite because I love. <laughs> it's all true. Seconds before his axe fell, Farmer Dale suddenly noticed the chicken's tattoo. The tattoo that marked them both as brothers of an ancient Tibetan order sworn to loyalty and mutual aid. <laughs> Department of Redundancy. In. In. Baby carrots. Oh, that's where they come from. Ah, uh, should this make my bread hurt? Chibata, believe it. We told you if you didn't slow down, you'd get grain freeze. <laughs> this fare is a, a little more expensive, but the in-flight entertainment is a piece of string. Book it. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I think you're looking for gnome. Alaska. <laughs> is that a place in Alaska? We were hoping you could teach us how to make Another species become our servants. <laughs> be their, their kind of animal. Let the waters part. Huh? <laughs> That's sad but true. You're home early. <laughs> so I don't put Nimrod boners up. Come on, guys. Someone be brave and solve it. Because <laughs> he killed him. <laughs> I, I, I can't go in there, Bart. Some fellow in there and I are wearing the same kind of hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, with only seconds to go, this race is too close to call. But it's a sure bet that one of these athletes is quite literally just a hop, skip, or a jump away from victory. <laughs> Remember, it's may I take your plate, not may I lick your plate. Yeah, that's a tough one for me. <laughs>
I'm way behind schedule. There are boxes to sit in, wrapping paper to lie on. I haven't even knocked down the tree yet. The holidays are so stressful. <laughs> the first draft. They are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are beer, barbecue, and blowing stuff up. Nailed it. <laughs> Cat talk shows. Well, Mr. Movie Star, we found a YouTube video from your humble beginnings. It's titled, oh jeez, Fat Tabby Stuck in a Hamper. <laughs> Roll it. <laughs> Kickstarter, the Ducks Hunt Launcher. Get up on the bed, the table, the counter, the sky's the limit. I am so funding this. <laughs> Wow, you're good at this. Knock them off the table. <laughs> yeah, they are. Z Z top. It's probably pretty accurate about today, too. This snow globe is beautiful, shatterproof, and makes a satisfying thud when it's shoved off a shelf. It's a perfect gift. <laughs> what was that tick, 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 tick sound? Pounce on face, bat doorstop, knock over glass, non-stop meowing. Attack blinds. Scratch mattress. My cats have one that says all of the above. <laughs> you were attacked by a raccoon? Being feral is so dangerous. I once got my tail stuck in a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Don't be desperate, Clyde. <laughs> A forced wedding instigated by the father of the bride. What is a squirt gun wedding? Correct. <laughs> I wish I could get a fidget spinner. <laughs> That's funny. It's my latest work. I call it, What's Left of the Curtains. <laughs> what happens when everyone stops sitting? What will you do? <laughs> You'll love it. They have all kinds of stuff. Dead birds and beyond. Gift card. 
Once the kids left, I moved into a orthotic. I just couldn't do those stairs anymore. <laughs> Looks like your whole dinosaur system is wiped. You really should have invested in some anti-meteor protection. How do you feel about upgrading to Mammal OS X? Even though it's flat. Oh, yes. Yesterday, all the humans would be gone all day. Now it's like they never go away. Oh, I believe in yesterday. <laughs> The eagles perform their hit, Lion Eyes. So she tells him she must go out for the evening To help a lioness who's feeling down But he knows where she's going as she's leaving She's headed for the cheetah side of town. Charlie, you got some new digs. That's awesome. And that concludes another Opa's Corner. My hoot, der hat drei Ecken. Drei Ecken hat mein Hut und hat er nicht drei Ecken, dann ist es nicht mein Hut. Opa's Corner is now available on my own YouTube channel. Like, share, and subscribe. Opa, that was another great Opa's Corner. I love when you make fun of Christmas and all these pagan holidays and stuff, but I'm almost positive now that cats don't believe in pagan holidays. They don't believe in Christmas because what's the first thing they do when they put up a Nimrod boner tree? Knock and, everything down. And knock it down. They're saying, no, this is wrong, humans, but nobody listens but us. But anyways, now a word from our good friend and sponsor, JJ. Are you tired of living in constant pain? Do you feel like you've tried every CBD product on the market with no relief? Look no further than JJ's Natural CBD Rub. When I was diagnosed with degenerative disc disease, this was the only product that completely took my pain away. Working with JJ has been a dream come true, and his products have completely changed my life. Don't just take my word for it. Visit JJ's website, jjcbdrub.com and read hundreds of testimonials from people whose lives have been changed by all of JJ's amazing products. And now, as a Skiba News Nation exclusive, you can get $50 off a three-pack special of JJ's Natural CBD Rub by texting CBD to 920-382-7720. Don't suffer in silence any longer. Take control of your pain today with JJ's Natural CBD Rub. Again, text CBD to 920 382-7720 for an exclusive discount and start feeling the relief you deserve. The links are in the description below. 
Now, seriously, I, I can't recommend JJ's CBD rub enough. I've tried everything, really. Just like that I had said, I tried everything. Tried chi chiropractic medicine, which I heard is a pseudoscience, but who knows. I've tried, you know, real doctors, but CBD is something in it, something in JJ's that really amplifies the pain relief. And I'll play this ad till the day I die because I love this stuff and you guys should definitely try it if you're living in pain. So it's time for some history. So today for history, we're gonna be talking about how to get rich as a politician. I feel like we always hear about how much politicians profit from like foreign aid and stuff. They never go into the full detail of what they're doing. So that's what we're gonna be talking about in today's show. So let's play that first clip. With tensions rising around the globe, the president will make a direct plea to the American people, saying there's an urgent need to keep money flowing to Israel and Ukraine. He can't seize his neighbor's territory and get away with it. It's as simple as that. And they're going to stay the course. They're going to continue to provide military equipment so that Ukraine can defend itself and its territory and its freedom, including additional resources that the Congress is going to give me today of 13 billion more dollars. Since the war began, the U.S. has committed more than 113 billion dollars in assistance to Ukraine. Well, President Biden is sending Congress an urgent request for military aid to support Ukraine and Israel in their respective war efforts. Now, according to multiple reports, the request is expected to be for just around 100 billion dollars 60 billion going to ukraine about 10 billion for israel and the rest going to taiwan and to support the u.s mexican border america stands behind israel period i also asked though whether america could afford to support two foreign wars at the same time and a similarly clear answer to that absolutely so you're a politician and you have a problem you only make $174,000 a year. You're basically in poverty. I mean, come on. Your salary is even less than what the average doctor makes in the U.S. And they're not saving the country like you are. As the savior of the nation, you need to be paid handsomely. But how are you going to do that? Well, even though you may not have a big salary, what you do have is insider knowledge and influence. Now all you have to do is learn how to monetize that influence. Because listen, there is no guarantee you're gonna be in office forever. So you've gotta make the most of your time and power. You gotta milk it for all it's worth, like these public servants. If these guys can go into office broke and come out multi-multi-millionaires, why can't you? And one of the best tools at your disposal that you can profit from is foreign aid. Ah yes, Americans are suffering, but everyone around the world deserves a little democracy, wouldn't you agree? We all know that most foreign aid is BS, but how and how can you benefit from it? This is Sean Spicer, and he's as much of a Washington insider as you can get. He served as the White House Press Secretary and Communications Director under Trump, so he has seen it all. And now he's dedicated his life to exposing how the system actually works. So sit back, relax, and let's learn how to skim off of foreign aid. Let's say you're a politician and you're running for office for the first time. Well, step number one is you're going to need a lot of money. If you can't raise money, it doesn't matter. It, it, you can argue all day long whether that's a good thing or a bad thing or how corrupting it is. It's a, it's a truth. Campaigns cost money. They cost a lot of money. You need to pay for a staff. You need to pay for get out the vote efforts. You need to pay for political mail, polling. Uh, TV ads, internet ads, a website, emails, all of those things cost money and they're costing more and more. For context, if you want to become a senator, you're going to need to spend an average of $15 million. 
And where are you going to get that 15 mil? Well, you definitely don't have that kind of money yourself. You're probably still paying off your student loans. So you're going to have to raise it. But who are you going to raise this money from? Who is going to have millions of dollars lying around just to throw at some new politician? Well, it's going to be large corporations like BlackRock, Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, and so on. So what happens is, number one, you have to raise a lot of money to get elected. And you go to donors and political action committees that are companies and ask them to support you when you are running. Okay, great. So let's say you were able to raise a ton of money and you got elected. Great, right? Now you can finally start making a difference. Wrong. Now is not the time to celebrate and actually do anything because now you have to immediately start worrying about getting re-elected. And guess what? Getting re-elected is going to cost even more money. And who are you going to get this money from? Large corporations like BlackRock, Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, and so on. Now, if you get elected, then you become even more dependent on them. Why? Because it's not just your own re-election. But as you want to climb the ranks in Washington, D.C., well, hey, I want to get on this committee. I want to become a chairman on this committee. Well, you know, the more you help your other colleagues and help the team out, that's going to be seen as a positive for you. So what do you do? You want to raise more money. You want to give more money to the party, to the leadership, to your fellow colleagues, all of that stuff. And so what does that mean? That two, three nights a week when you're in Washington, D.C., you're raising money, you're hosting fundraisers, you're attending fundraisers for somebody else. Uh, it is a unbelievable, critical component of being in office and getting in office. Because guess what? If you want to raise more money from the same people, you're gonna have to start returning some favors. You're gonna have to show them some results. Taking money from donors is kind of like if you were to run a startup and take money from investors. Now you gotta answer to your investors. You gotta answer to your figurative board of directors. If you're in office, unless you plan on retiring, getting reelected is probably your top priority. How do you get reelected? One, you make sure that you keep the folks that elected you to know what you're doing, that they're happy, they think that you're accomplishing stuff. Now, hopefully, in many cases, those issues align, that something that you supported, people who, who agree with your position are backing you. So it's not as corruptible as like, I'm going to flip my position because you gave me money. Usually, people who agree with you on a particular position want you to stay in power so that they'll support you. So if you believe, let's say that you are a, uh, a big hunter and a big supporter of the Second Amendment, well, then you're going to go to the NRA, U.S. Concealed Carry Association, and people who support Second Amendment rights and say, hey, would you be willing to continue to donate with me? Could you have a fundraiser for me? Could you send out a solicitation for me? But it's, it's, it is a constant battle once you get in office to raise enough money to stay in office. And so you are constantly thinking of the people that supported you, and there's no question about it. And what is the one thing that all the biggest corporations and defense contractors that donate to politicians all want? They all want more foreign aid. So they profit off of foreign aid. Yes, we may be suffering here in America, but that's not what's important. What's important is that we help these other countries instead of our own. They'd much rather help other countries than our own because they make money. And Opa always taught me when I was a kid that you have to take care of your own problems before you can help somebody else with their problems. But we're not doing that as a country. I feel like our leaders are not doing that. It's just crazy. I mean, step number one of becoming a politician is you have to have a lot of money. 15 million dollars or more and who decides to fund that are these big corporations because they know that they could put you in their back pocket they can use you like a puppet so i mean that's one one of the reasons why i respect trump is because he paid for every campaign with his own dollar and nobody told him what to do whether he was right or wrong he did it by himself. He didn't have to bow down or take a knee to anybody that was trying to tell him what to do. So that's probably the main reason I love Trump. But anyways, now let's play the second clip and then we'll talk about it.
Right now, you've got a lot of arms, ammunition, military equipment that's being spent. And Biden's own State Department put out a report talking about the massive corruption that's in there. So you say to yourself, well, then why? And I think part of this comes back to there are people that benefit from this. There are people that make a ton of money. So I've always said two things are always at the root of everything, power and money. And when you look at what's going on in a lot of foreign policy, somebody's benefiting. And what's happening in Ukraine is 90% or plus of the aid is in the form of munitions. We're sending them a weapon system, a plane, a gun, ammunition. Well, who's making that? The defense industrial complex. Somebody back here, a defense contractor, a munitions supplier is making it. America has sent more than $75 billion in aid to Ukraine since the war began. More than 60% of that has been in the form of weapons or money specifically earmarked for buying weapons and military supplies. And who's manufacturing all these weapons, ammo, and equipment for Ukraine? Why, it's the American military industrial complex, of course. Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, Boeing, and so on. The same thing with Israel, to some degree, we're supplying things for their Iron Dome. We want them to have the weaponry. In Ukraine, we're sending a lot of stuff over there. And then, by the way, dirty secret, we've got to resupply it here. So if we send them 10 guns, right, somebody built and spun those, but then we've got to fill the coffers with 10 more guns. Somebody's making money off of that. And that's where, you know, the dirty little secret is somebody is benefiting. The more foreign aid America sends to Ukraine and Israel, the more money American defense contractors stand to make. So if you're looking to get campaign donations from a powerful donor like Raytheon or Boeing, well, they are only going to support your cause if you support their cause. I mean, these folks, the military industrial complex spends a lot of money making sure that members of Congress that are for them stay in office. So there's two things. One is direct contributions. The other thing is they employ a lot of people and they can inform those people who's been friendly to them. So if your job, if you have a job at Boeing or Lockheed Martin or wherever, and you're being told, hey, Congressman X or Senator Y has been particularly helpful to us. They're good for us. They're good for your job. Well, guess what? That ensures that they get, they get to stay in office. So they do everything from direct contributions to making sure that the employees, their families, their communities, everybody knows who's been helpful to them as a company. Your job, your future, your lifestyle relies on their success. In the 2022 election cycle, Lockheed Martin donated nearly $4 million to the campaigns of dozens of Congress members. If they're voting your way, if they're supporting the policies, if they're advancing the legislation, or they're getting the appropriations for the things that your company, your industry cares about, you're going to want to see them stay in office. What does that mean? It means that you're going to host a fundraiser for them. You're going to attend a fundraiser for them. You're going to do what you can to make sure your employees know that. They'll even shamelessly donate to your campaign at the exact same time you're discussing possible foreign aid bills. But it's not just the obvious military contractors that profit off of supporting wars. It's also big money firms like BlackRock, Vanguard, and so on. So, I mean, like, so the defense industrial complex is making money off of the guns, weapons that we send to Ukraine. And that's, that's crazy to me. I mean, we have sent over $75 billion to Ukraine since the war began. 60% of that has been in the form of a weapon. So that's pretty insane. I mean, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts, Opa? Well, it kind of mixed feelings because, uh, all right, so we do send over armaments, tanks, things like that. And usually the stuff we send over is stuff that needed to be replaced anyway because they've been in our arsenal, you know, the bullets and the missiles and all that stuff have been in the arsenal for a long time and it should be updated. So we send over all that stuff to them. And of course that cost us money to build. And then we spend money to rebuild those things and that's money for people here with job you know jobs and stuff like that so in a way i don't know it's just kind of crazy yeah it just sounds crazy that the that every weapon that we send over we have to remake so that means that 
I mean, what happens, say, if Ukraine needs all these guns, we send them all, and then we're making these new ones, and then World War III happens. We're pretty screwed, you know? Well, you know, they, they keep a lot of armaments and stuff out in Colorado, in the mountain, just, just for the contingency of uh, some kind of world out, outbreak. But you must admit that they do control these politicians and they say, oh, I'll, I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. Yeah, that, that part now is, is uh, a little... Criminal. Criminal, yeah. So, okay, now, now we're going to get into uh, what I call poor voters, rich politicians. And this is clip three, so let's play this last clip. Average member of Congress, and I'm not talking about president or senator, but just your average House of Representatives member, is something like 12 times richer than the average American household. Once people get elected, they almost always get richer. The average member of Congress, I think, I think it was in 2014, uh, became a millionaire. And so I think that the gap has widened. Uh, and uh, in the last four decades, uh, the average member of Congress has something like doubled their net worth, while the rest of us are kind of treading water or maybe even going backwards in some cases. The next option you have to make money is a classic, influence peddling. And the greatest master at this were by far the Bidens. The stuff that Hunter Biden has done, I think, has exceeded any amount of grifting that I've seen in the past. The idea that you're sitting on the board of a company, Burmisima in particular, that he had zero qualifications. I mean, he's not an energy guy, right? He doesn't have any foreign policy experience. And they're paying him a massive amount every month. Why? They admit it. It was a grift. They knew that his father had, was vice president at the time. And they're putting him on the board. Then he's getting all these contracts from China, et cetera. Yeah, there's no question. That is the definition of influence peddling, that this is what they were getting for. They, they make no bones about it. And then you can also use your position of power to get better loans or access to capital that the plus would never be able to get. Take Joe Biden, right? He's been in, in, in government for 50 years and suddenly he's got a couple million dollar beach house. Well, how does that happen? You know, I wrote a book called Radical Nation where I talk about his brothers and, you know, they're getting loans that none of us would ever qualify for. Um, and so you can get, they use their access, uh, not just them, but sometimes family members to get access to capital uh, and funding that, that the normal person wouldn't. Access to capital and loans. Are, are these banks do or these lenders doing that because they know they might get some ancillary benefit from giving them the money? 100%. Of course they are, right? They know who, who, who regulates them. They know who passes legislation and laws that affect them. So there's no question about it. And I mean, this, this has been going on for, you know, and, and once in a while, Congress will try to strengthen its ethics rules and police itself. You, you read story after story of politicians who got sweetheart deals, sweetheart loans. And it's not just the, the number. There are times when you would wonder how could someone qualify maybe for a loan of X amount that they wouldn't normally based on their salary or their assets. And well, gee, just so happens they're on the banking committee. And of course, there's the stock trading. And then you've got a lot of members of Congress in the last couple of years who've got busted trading stock. So, you know, it's not insider trading per se, but there is a an aspect of it where if you know legislation is going to affect a particular industry or there's going to be a regulatory action and you could go out and buy that stock because you know that a committee is going to investigate something, there's going to be fines. Uh, you can bet on things that you know are going to go up and you've seen Congress try to police itself. There's a, an act See? called the Stock Act. But for a lot of these guys, they're able to make investments and do things. And if not them, then maybe their wife, maybe their kid goes out and makes Paul an investment Pelosi. or does something that benefits uh, the family. 
And obviously, if you think about it, you, you, they, that person have access to information that none of us do. They know what the government's going to do that might adversely help or adversely hurt or help a company or an industry because of an action that the government's going to take. So if you know that, well, then you go out and you make the right bets and boom, suddenly, you know, your $10,000 becomes $50,000, the 50 becomes a hundred and the hundred becomes a million. And you go from, you know, someone coming into Congress that didn't have that much to walking out doing pretty well. With so many ways to make money, if you play your cards right, you too can walk out of public service as a multi-multi-millionaire. And being that Congress are the ones that write the laws, there is no chance in hell they're ever going to try to fix any of this. So really, the only way to stop any of this, the only way to stop all this grift, corruption, all the stock trading, is to simply have term limits for Congress people. After all, we have term limits for the presidents, why don't we have term limits for everyone else? If you could only be in Congress for maybe 5 or 10 years, instead of decades like today's career politicians, it would be impossible for them to accumulate all this corrupt wealth. But is there even a slight chance we would ever get term limits? You know, I don't. In this debate, they talk about whether or not it's even ethical to limit who people can vote for, and whether or not Congress would ever actually police themselves like this. So, another way to stop this corruption is exposing these sick people. I mean, so let this sink in for a second. The average member of Congress is 12 times richer than your average American. And then in 2014, the average member of Congress were millionaires. Does that not blow your mind? How are they making this money? And then the influence peddling sounds familiar. Sounds like Hunter Biden, right? Um, and that's a really good example of America's favorite crackhead that nobody, n none of the, the fake news wants to call him a crackhead, but he is. Uh, Hunter Biden and the rest of the Biden crime family. Now, before I move on, what are your thoughts, Opa? Because I know we have very different political views. I'll just say it at that, but I will also say we still love each other. Like, we could argue, but it's, it's in a peaceful manner for the most part. <laughs> well, I think the statement that uh, term limits will eliminate them uh, the corruption and what have you, I'm not sure that's totally accurate because... But it could help. Uh, yeah, it could help. It could help somewhat. But the thing is, is a lot of these guys make money after they leave office. They, they get on board of directors. They get on uh, uh, speaking tours, uh, dinners, things like that. Or, or your son sells a five or, or a half a million dollar painting who's never painted in his life. This kind of sounds like a money laundering scheme to me, but yeah. if you guys want me to go deep into the Biden family, the Biden crime family, I will totally do it. I, I have one ready to go. But uh, anyways, what were you saying, Opa? So, uh, so anyway, what, what I was saying is, is that, yeah, if they if they're have an infinite term that they can have, well, which they do in, not infinite but you know a long term yeah uh they they can make a lot a lot of money but and in a shorter term they still will make money but not as much uh so i don't think you're going to do away with it but you're certainly going to minimize it, it minimize it and still you've got the the corporations or whatever are still going to be influence peddling they're going to want the whoever they're going to give money to for the campaign to give something back to them. Well, unless we get somebody else like Trump, like uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, who I've invited on the show, uh, and you're, you're more than welcome. If you ever see this, Vivek, we would love to have you on. 
but he is he would fund his own thing and it's like people like that would be great leaders yes but understand that the president can only do certain things yeah it's congress that creates the bills that that uh uh pass the bills and the president can either sign or veto them and he can also say hey look this is what i want to do but he has to convince congress that to do it so he has some power but he doesn't have all the power the power is still within congress and yep. and the uh, uh, senators and the house of representatives yeah so let me know what you guys think at home in the comment section and uh yeah if you want me to expose the biden crime family i totally will now that's all I got for history, and I purposefully made it a short history today because there's a brand new segment, and I'm very excited about it, and it's where we'll be reacting to really cool, really strange, really creepy, really weird, real-life TikToks. And uh, and b before we, we play it, I just want to give a shout-out to a personal friend of mine named Zach Lewis. He puts together all of our Skiba News Nation TikToks, and he's amazing at it. And he's a part of the Skiba News Nation team, and I, I consider him a part of our family. If you are on TikTok, he has a very big following, and his videos are for communities just like ours. Like, you guys would absolutely love it. And all the videos that you're about to see are from him. So, go check out his channel. His handle is at ZLewis7770. So, everybody go check him out. And so with that being said, because I haven't been caught yet. So, but what do you think of that intro? That's cool, man. Yeah, I think you'll like this. So uh, let's, let's go ahead and get into it. Tell me that this doesn't look like Tinkerbell. Oh, but that's Tinkerbell. Look at the other bugs around it. There are other... It's not a bug. I thought it was a bug, but it wasn't. It's weird, for sure. Looks like it has two long legs. I'm waiting for it to do this. Or... That's Tinkerbell. She's looking for Bob Iger. She wants a, uh, her money back. Or a pay raise. <laughs> Maybe it's looking for Disneyland. Yeah. Well, this was shot in California, so. No, I'm just kidding, it wasn't shot. I don't know where it was shot. Could the pterodactyl still be alive? Look at that thing, Opa. That's from the 1800s. I mean, I think it could still be alive. I mean, what do you think, Opa? That's uh, possible. You know, the Loch Ness Monster could also be uh, uh, from the old prehistoric days. And there are a lot of places on this big flat plain that we've never, you know, been. So who's to say it couldn't be there? So that's the Pope. Look at the guy that he has his hands on.
What just happened? I mean, I, but I've seen the same thing when I saw this man live, Benny Hinn. I mean, it's it's the same. It's the same thing. They're all like starstruck and they're acting for the Pope. I mean, that's what I think. But you guys, let me know what you think in the in the comments. This one I could not figure out. How is that possible, Opa? Uh, strings. Strings? I really hope so. I hope that thing's not walking around in real life. Now look how big this fish is. What is that? It's like a whale. With little arms. Did you see that? Little arms. There we go. Yo, look at that thing. That thing has arms. That thing has arms. What is that, Opa? Let me know what you guys think that is. That's pretty crazy. is happening is that a hole I guess. I mean, that sounds pretty scary. So it's when you touch it? Uh, you guys gotta let me know what, what that was because I don't know. God, the Soviet great. Union drilled a hole more than 12 kilometers deep in Siberia, which I've shares borders story. with Norway and Finland. The project to drill into the Earth's surface began in the 1970s when Soviet scientists wanted to learn more about the Earth's crust. Over two decades, they managed to dig more than 7.5 miles down into the earth. The drill broke through into a cavity, and the scientists lowered some equipment to see what was down there. 
an extremely heat-tolerant microphone, along with other sensory equipment were lowered into the well. The temperature was about 1,100 degrees centigrade, about 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. But the real shocker was the disturbing sound that was recorded. They only got about 17 seconds of audio before the microphone melted, but it was 17 horrifying seconds of the screams of the damned. The screams of the hell. Yeah. I know, this is it. Pretty freaky. We'll have to do more research on that one. But if you guys know any any of the backstories or anything, just timestamp the in in the comments just timestamp and tell us what video it is so I can relook at it and try to figure it out. I really hope those are flying monkeys. Please be flying monkeys. Are those pterodactyls or flying monkeys? I don't know. Was that cop just attacked by, like, animals? I really hope that's clever editing, cause that's some scary stuff. That's crazy. I've always wanted to see a live mermaid, but at the same time, I've heard that they're that the old legends are that they would try to sing to get the sailors to come off, like Peter Pan. But I mean, we've seen mermaids at like Ripley's Believe It or Not and stuff, and I've always wanted a Fiji mermaid, but I know what it is. I know that it's a fake, but I don't know about the full human skeleton one. Like that's pretty crazy. Well, they could construct that too, but uh... yeah. So this I took. This is Opa's corner last week, and every single one of the cats came from other rooms, all to watch. Charlie look at, loves Opa's corner. Look at him. He loves Opa's corner. Is it your favorite, Charlie? 
Yeah. So they don't get offended by the cat jokes. They love them. <laughs> they, they loved it. So that's it live, too. So what do you think, Opa? Cats love it. I'm glad I have at least a couple of fans. Oh, you got more fans than you know. <laughs> you good? <laughs> Are you stuck? I am. Sometimes they can speak English. <laughs> what did you just say? Hello. Hello. Whoa. Hello. Say hello. Say Where's the catnip? <laughs> Is your food bowl empty? You're adopted. <laughs> so I think that was the last one and thought I would end it with a funny one. So I hope you guys enjoyed uh, our new segment. Yeah. So Jake, you got some memes for me, I hope? Meme me up. I know you're... A little younger than I am. I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro. Negro leagues went on to become Negro. Negro. Alright guys, here's some funny memes for us. Check this out. Uh, parking available in empty spaces only. Uh, Opa seems to find some of these hilarious, just redundant, funny, uh, you know, pictures of uh, uh, things out there in meme land. Um, here's one for us. The pharmaceutical industry does not create cures. It create They create customers. A little bit of a shocker to some people unfortunately i want one of these a beautiful teepee house uh yeah i can i could see myself chilling out in one of those for a couple weeks here's one uh a quote from jim carrey i think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything that they ever dreamed of so they can see that it's not the answer you know, there's uh, an emptiness sometimes that these celebrity types and very rich people experience because they can have everything they ever wanted, but unless they have the important thing to fill that soul hole, uh, it can be a pretty depressing life. Here's a funny breakdown of the evolution of the American family through all the agendas, right? Uh, you know, the American family plus contraception is just the American family, but with a few less children. Plus abortion, you have one less baby in that equation. Plus divorce, you have a father alone with a son. Plus gay marriage, you have two fathers. And plus, uh, and all of that equals confusion. Think I'm a girl. <laughs> oh, man. What a well-put meme there.
All right, uh, a really cool bus house, tiny house. Uh, Opa sent over. Uh, here's another one. Uh, I don't know how they. Uh, is that a mirror or? I guess the whole thing opens up to the elements. <laughs> so I guess uh, not the best one during a rainstorm, but pretty cool looking. Here's a gaming setup uh, where the gaming setup is a gaming setup. Wow, very cool. Thank you, Opa. Some more cool cars submitted. Oh, man, what a trip that thing is. That doesn't even look like something... Uh, drivable. I mean, it looks like a Jetsons vehicle is what it reminds me of. And, of course, here's a Starfighter being transported down the highway. Watch out. Wide load. Oh, that's super cool. And here's one. Free guitar. No strings attached. Just in case you were wondering if there were any. And, uh, and here's one final one for us this week. A great reminder. Thou shalt not be biblically retarded. Just as Jim Carrey was talking about in that meme, you know, people have that emptiness, even though they're seeking and have all this money and, you know, fame and prestige and whatever. You know, if you don't find, uh, you know, the, the food for the soul as laid out in the scriptures and your pursuit and your relationship with the Almighty, you know, it's a, it's a pretty depressing life. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, that's all the memes for this week. And uh, please forgive my, uh, you know, a little disjointed presentation format here. And and thank you, everybody, for praying for my brother. And uh, we're still on the pursuit of learning what is actually causing his seizures. And hopefully they'll find the cure soon. So until next time, everyone, thanks for watching. So Jake, thank you for another great current news and memes as always. Opa, thank you for another great Opa's Corner. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and the new segment and the history segment. So we just hope you enjoyed the episode and all. So never quit fighting. Let no man deceive you. Thank you for coming on this journey with us as we continue our quest for truth. Subscribe and stay tuned. If you would like to submit a story, topic, or have any other inquiries, please email submit at skibanewsnation.com. Also, you can email Jeremiah Skiba personally at jeremiah at skibanewsnation.com. Also, email Jake personally at jake at skibanewsnation.com. If you want to write us a letter, send us something, help support us, or just say hi, please send your letter to Jeremiah Skiba, P.O. Box 560-271, The Colony, Texas 75056. If you write us a letter, I'll do my best to write you back. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, subscribe, and click that notification bell so you never miss an episode of Skiba News Nation. If you want to help support us, please consider becoming a Patreon, where you will get exclusive content, shoutouts, and much more. And you can also support our channel by getting yourself some new Skiba News Nation merch. Thank you for coming on this journey with us as we continue to stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Nation. Also, you can listen to Skiba News Nation podcast on your favorite podcast platform.